What the hell's the name of this thing? Is this Wayne's World? The award-winning Evan Grant. I can't even count anymore on my fingers and toes. Kevin Sherrington. Kevin Sherrington, clown number one. Mary Horn. He tried to get me in mid-chew. All right, everybody, welcome in to Upon Further Review, which for the moment anyway is still the name of the podcast. Upon Further Review of the podcast, we may change Upon we Further We may change review. that. We're, we're trying to get some stuff cleared with the uh, the FCC and the FAA and, and, the, and FBI. the FBI as well. And the FBS. Yes, that too, the FBS. That's, that's correct. We have with us today uh, Mr. Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big 12. Bob, thanks for coming in. Glad to be with you guys. Bob, a, a few things happened over the weekend. Uh, you, you had some uh, some teams win and you had some teams lose. Uh, you you had uh, your undefeated Oklahoma State team, which was right there on the doorstep uh, of the cusp of the playoff, uh, lose to Baylor uh, at home of, of all places. Do you think that that was uh, would it have been better for the conference if Oklahoma State had won that game? Well, I think it's always better to have an undefeated team to present uh, for the for the playoff, and so uh, generally speaking, that's uh, I think that's true. But uh, you know, that's just the resume. There's also going to be uh, the eyeball test, and and I think the um, the Oklahoma win at Baylor was an impressive win to the to the committee, and so um, it, it's hard to tell which one they would favor. But uh, it's always good to have an undefeated team. Were, were you at the Cotton Bowl for the Texas win over Oklahoma, and what were your thoughts then? Well, I, I was surprised, like most people were surprised. Uh, Texas hadn't shown that they were that kind of team, and yet, uh, you know, that's an adrenaline series. It's, uh, I think, uh, really uh, all predictions are off uh, on that game, and, and others like them. You know, there's a, there's a lot of those games around the country that are just uh, very unpredictable. They tend to be closer than, uh, uh, than they are uh, uh, purported to be. And uh, that one was one. And, of course, you know, it hasn't, uh, what's it, two years ago that Oklahoma was uh, even higher ranked than they were this year, and Texas knocked them off. Now, it, Bob, I get the impression that if, if Oklahoma had won the Texas game and was sitting here undefeated at this point, they would have jumped over Notre Dame and they'd be in the top four. That said, that win, that game was five weeks ago, six weeks ago now. You've got an Oklahoma team that, that beat Baylor potentially could go in and, and, and beat Oklahoma State on the road and, and, and another top 10 team. What kind of resume would that, in your mind, then give Oklahoma? Would the Texas game have an impact? Uh, well, I think uh, who you lose to always has an impact. Um, it'll impact Michigan State having having lost to Nebraska. Um, Although it, on kind of a bogus play. Well, it, you know, it, it's it's in the book, and, and it is what it is. And uh, so, you know, those things uh, always are taken into account. I don't think there's any question um, a team is better off to lose early than they are to lose late in the season. And um, so, you know, that's, the, that's just the way it is. I, you know, I think people are, are largely um, – human nature is that you're most impressed by that which you see last – and uh, the Ohio State game last year was a really good example of that. They were impressive in a in a late game uh, that they that most people thought was going to be a pretty good game, and so uh, they sail right into the top four and ended up winning it. So, if you're going to handicap your league at this point, who has the best chance of getting in the playoffs if they win out? 
Well, that's it's really difficult to say because I'm not in the room and I don't get any intel from in the room. Uh, we provide not even from Kirby Hocutt. Well, we you know he's not really there representing us. We each got to nominate somebody, but uh, he has no obligation to come back and report to me. And um, well, so, you need to get that rule changed. <laughs> well, we've asked 13 honest people to go in a room and and decide this and. Uh, it's uh you know we i help put the system in place and and i respect the system and i i wouldn't want kirby to do anything that uh was uh inappropriate but uh i don't have any doubt uh, we have a there's a liaison program uh the two liaisons for our league are are bobby johnson and and condoleezza rice and we talk to them uh every week or every other week and uh uh, get the opportunity to provide them our thinking on it, and uh, so I, you know, I think I'll just leave it at that. Uh, I think uh, I, I handicap them a little bit for the uh, committee, but I don't know that I care to do it publicly. You you talk to Condi Rice every week. What what is that like? <laughs> well, we were uh, we were good friends uh, long before she got days. on the committee, and uh, we were as uh, my my six years at Stanford. She the last two or three years she was there, and so um, she's a uh, she's a friend and uh, an occasional golfing partner. And uh, so, uh, what's her handicap, Bob? Uh, she's a good player. She's a very good player. Uh, I, I would guess she's a oh maybe a twelve handicap, something like that. She's a member of Augusta National, isn't she? She's a member of Augusta. And Has she had you there? San Francisco Golf and uh, Cypress Point and uh, Menlo Country Club, where I, where I also belong. But, uh, uh, no, I haven't played Augusta with her. So, Bob, you know, uh, we know you were a wrestler and a very good one at that, by the way. It's it's my estimation that you need to put these people in a good headlock. I think is what you do, right? What well, was your what was your signature move anyway? I, I, w- I will tell you that uh, whatever prowess I may have had at one time is long gone, and uh, the parts of my body that were required to do some of that stuff are now in different locations. <laughs> All right, let's go a little bit outside the conference for just a moment here, and let let's talk about uh, uh, Iowa. Now you had some um, experience at Iowa. You got sources at Iowa. Is Iowa a better team than anybody in the Big 12? Um, well, I would never say that without having them op- have the opportunity to prove it. Um, <laughs> you know, the the rap on Iowa has been that they uh, they really didn't play the best teams in the Big Ten, and and that's absolutely true. They didn't they didn't play Michigan State, they didn't play Michigan, they didn't play Ohio State, they didn't play Penn State. Um, they played the everybody in their division uh, except Nebraska, and that's this weekend. And then they played the bottom half of the other division. So um, you know they I think they probably have something to prove. Uh, I couldn't be happier for Kirk Ferentz and his team and his staff. Uh, they are. Absolutely wonderful people. I I hired Kirk when I was there, and uh, couldn't be more proud of the success they're having. Uh, they're they're an excellent football team, but uh, you know you have them you have them play uh, Oklahoma ten times. You have them play Oklahoma State ten times. Baylor ten times. Uh, you know it's hard to tell how it would turn out. So Bob, in your estimation at this point, I I, I think at lunch today, Kevin and Barry and I both decided that Clemson and Alabama win out. Uh, so that's obviously taking place. Um, <laughs> there you go. Those are givens, Bob. Those are givens. But well, you you guys swear and I'll uh, you guys say it and I'll swear to it. <laughs> there we go. There we go. But in your estimation, is there, in what, from what you know of the committee, is there any way for a one loss Big Twelve team to jump ahead of a one loss Notre Dame team? 
Yeah, I think there definitely is because one of the criteria is championships won. And Notre Dame hasn't won a championship even if they beat Stanford and went out. And so um, it, you, we were very clear in the, in the criteria uh, going into the, the football playoff that uh, championships won was one of the, one of the things. And, and, of course, uh, we got, uh, because we had co-champions last year, uh, it was generally believed, and I think it's accurate, that uh, we were probably marked down for that. That and the fact that we didn't have a, a 12th data point and a, or a 13th data point. And, and of course, Notre Dame is not going to have that either. So uh, I think there's, um, there's every opportunity for a, a one-loss team from our league to move ahead of Notre Dame. I think that's certainly possible. I would say, though, uh, first of all, to clear up that third spot, since we've already given the first two away. Well, uh, we're giving the third spot to the Big, 12, the Big, the Ten, Big Ten champion. champion. And would you have an argument against the Big Ten champion uh, uh, being in the playoff? Well, it depends on who it is. Uh, you know, you, I don't think you can keep an undefeated Iowa out. No. But uh, a once-beaten Michigan State as a Big Ten champion, that's, uh, that's certainly debatable. So, uh, but they will have at that point in time, if they do that, they would have wins over Ohio what had State. been an unbeaten Ohio, Ohio State, State team and an unbeaten Iowa team at that point. That's right. And they would have a loss to a uh, – uh, Nebraska team with a losing record. So, Bob, we're basically throwing out your argument there, and we're going with ours. <laughs> so, so we got we've got three in. So what we're well, saying, that, we're, you, you we're, guys can outvote me if nothing else. We're, we're sports writers. Yeah, yes, I mean, and you know how much our votes are worth. Well, yeah. you're not. You guys are not used to getting any feedback. You oh, just, you none. Just, you just put it out there, and then we have to take it. We we get feedback. It's 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 not very pleasant. No, we it's not, feedback. Bob. If you read the bottom of those stories, you unbel- it's unbelievable what people uh, give us. But it, at, at any rate, that's that's part of the job. Uh, at any rate, so we're gonna we're gonna say in here in this room anyway that those first three are done. That you that you are gunning for that fourth spot. Now, uh, I think we'll we'll see what the college football rankings are when they come out on Tuesday night. Uh, I think it's certainly a, a good possibility because Notre Dame struggled uh, to beat Boston College that maybe they drop out of the top four anyway. Uh, it's possible. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know uh, what the committee's uh, position on that is. The, uh, the fact that both uh, Notre Dame and, um, and some of our teams have additional games to play uh, is, is certainly germane. And, of course, Michigan State has uh, has – big games to play so i you know i uh i just um uh, it's hard to handicap that i i don't uh i don't know exactly how it will come out and the fact is it doesn't much matter because uh this isn't the final poll so so bob let, let's kind of break away from looking at that and, and and talk about some of the other things that have come up this year last year what we heard about and we did hear the non-conference schedules uh, specifically with Baylor last year. But the big thing at the end, of course, was the 13th data point, as you pointed mm-hmm. out, no championship game. It seems to me that at this point, uh, I have said all along it looked like the non-conference schedule was going to hurt the Big 12 more because the teams that were in front of them had the opportunity to, to win out. Now, that has not happened. You know, Ohio State is now lost, and, uh, and Notre Dame hasn't looked very good lately and and who knows if they can beat Stanford. I, I think mm-hmm. it'll be a very difficult game for them. So it may come back down to that once again. If it does come down to that, do you think there will there will be a push for the conference to have a championship game? Um it well it's a great question and and uh, it's one that we've posed to ourselves uh 
multiple times over the last year. I, I've been proud of our athletic directors that they they haven't panicked um, and said, "Well, we just gotta we gotta change our model." Um, I, I don't think one year is a trend, and uh, last year we got left out. We'll see this year. Uh, we need to win games, and uh, if we do, we we put our best foot forward. And and if that happens, and we still get left out, then you know we need to look introspectively, and we need to assess whether or not uh, our our model is flawed. Uh, I personally continue to believe that playing a full round robin to determine your champion is the very best way to determine who indeed is the champion. Uh, you know, Clemson has won the ACC without having to play North Carolina. Um, you know, and you, you mentioned that Clemson is likely to win out. They probably are likely to win out, but uh, North Carolina is playing some of the best football in the country right now. And they've now. got to beat North Carolina to win. To, they're going to have to beat North Carolina to win that league. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. And so, um, you know, I, I just, um, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. We've always thought that uh, that the October and November in college football was the best regular season in all of sports. And, uh, you know, this has certainly played itself out, but we're not going to make any decisions on a championship game until after uh, the season and after we see what comes from uh, this year's selections. What would be the easier fix, Bob? Kevin and I have this argument. He's He does not think, I don't think, that a, a championship game is necessary. I, having right. come from SEC country, do believe that a championship game is necessary. But is a championship game an easier fix for this league? Or would force? Is there a way to force the athletic directors to schedule better non-conference games? Oklahoma has Tennessee, but I'm looking at Baylor and Oklahoma State, and it's just not. There's not a Power Five victory in there. Yeah, well, it, and uh, uh, we can't change that for this year, obviously. But we've had some conversations about it, and uh, we haven't taken any action for the same reason we haven't taken any action on the uh, on the championship game. We want to see how this year goes, and uh, and then I think we'll take a comprehensive look at what we need to do to to improve our position. Bob, does brand matter? Would an Oklahoma victory mean more to the conference than an Oklahoma State victory? Oh gosh, I think you guys would probably know more about that than I do. I mean, Oklahoma State's played exceedingly well over the last uh, five years. Um, you know, this year, interestingly enough, they were they were picked seventh in our league. Uh, I, I think Coach Gundy and his staff and their players have have done a great job. Um, you know, Oklahoma State doesn't have five national championships like Oklahoma does, but um, you know, I I, I think that. Uh, I think you could make a an argument in either in either direction on it because they they both have had terrific success over the recent past. Okay, let's go off the record on now. What, what do you say now? <laughs> We're going off the record. <laughs> Barry, that hasn't worked with any guests so far. Oh, it's not okay. going to work with the Big Twelve Commission. Having okay. having been born at night, but not last <laughs> night. Last night, yeah, I like that one. But I I do go back to that uh, on Barry's point, Bob. I still do go back to the idea that Oklahoma has that win at Knoxville versus Oklahoma State's non-conference schedule of Central Michigan, Central Arkansas, and, and UTSA, and 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 I got to look at those those conf- those non-conference schedules and say there's a there's a weighted difference there. Yeah, well, and and uh, we're going to find out on that because 
the the matchup this weekend, uh, we're going to have somebody come out of it eleven and one. Yep. And um, you know whoever it is is going to be the front runner, and and we'll find out if it makes a difference. Bob, all right, I'm going to ask you this point blank: Do you think that the committee has a bias against the Big Twelve? No, I don't. Uh, I do think that um, there is some um, rethinking going on as to what constitutes good defense. Um, you know, I, I think they're, they're mostly people uh, my age in the room. Um, they go back to days when we were playing slobber knocker football. And um, I think I think you defend the spread differently than you um, than you defend the run. And I, I think uh, as you as you look at it, you have to take those things into consideration. And in uh, the case of of uh, our our conference, um, you know, I, I think we uh, I think we play very good defense in some ways, but we uh, we actually uh, play the game a little differently. We we like. We like playing uh, games that have uh, 75 plays per team, and uh, we like playing speed up, and we like playing no huddle. Um, but that doesn't mean that uh, you you know you you don't you have to adjust your defensive philosophy in order to in order to play against those kinds of uh, those kinds of teams. But uh, um, we have we have very capable offensive teams. We have very capable defensive teams. You know, it's interesting that you you made the point about people quote-unquote, your age. Um, I, I, I think I heard Joel Klatt, I think it was Joel Klatt, maybe it was somebody else that I heard in the last week, talk about the lack of age diversity on the committee. Do you think that is an, an, an issue with the committee? Well, I, I don't think it's a, a debilitating factor, but I think uh, people that, are, that um, coach the game, uh, like uh, Barry Alvarez coached it and like Tom Osborne coached it, uh, probably view the game a little differently than than uh, you know uh, a, a young head coach that's uh, out there right now. That's what Steve Spurrier could do in his retirement now. Yeah, get on the committee. That would be interesting. That would be an interesting committee room. Uh, yes, it would. <laughs> <laughs> I like that nice quick answer. Uh, uh, so, so Bob, if if you're looking at uh, the we're com- we're going to compare leagues now. We're going to get give you a chance to to uh, make a, uh, a case for your league. Is the Big 12 as good as the SEC this year? Um, I think our balance from top to bottom is better than the SEC, and I think it's better than any other league. Um, I I think that's why it's so difficult for programs uh, like Iowa State and Kansas to get their legs under them. I think it's it's very difficult because uh, there are a lot of teams in our league that can play. Um, Our most recent data point would be Oklahoma and Alabama having played in a bowl game recently, and Oklahoma won. Um, so, you know, can our teams compete against the top of the uh, SEC? And TCU, at, TCU and Ole Miss, too. Yeah, that was T- TCU and Ole Miss, another good example. So, um, you know, it, it's uh, I, I think we can certainly compete with the SEC or, or anybody else, and, and I would certainly put our balance uh, ahead of any other conference. And, and, and I will say also that, you, you know, I'm all for it, all of us in here and, and all the fans out there are for teams playing really good non-conference schedules because people like to see you play good teams. Uh, there's no question about that. But just because a team has not played a great schedule doesn't mean it's not a great team. 
Well, that's exactly right. In fact, you can go back to the Iowa discussion of earlier uh, in the conversation, and um, you know, all they've done is beat everybody that went on the field against them. Um, now, could they have could they have beaten the the four better teams in the other division? Well. We're going to find out on one of them, but right. um, you know you, you don't know until until you play them. But uh, all you can do is you can do some things in your non-conference, but when you get into conference, all you can play is the teams they send you. You know, I wonder what happens. Last year, this this whole discussion centered around the Big Twelve, but I think there's a there's a legitimate possibility that after this year, we see both the Big Twelve and Pac-12 lack, locked out of the of the conference of the uh, playoff. And I wonder how that changes the discussion. Well, it'll change it. There isn't any doubt about it. Uh, whether it changes it uh, as a result of that, or whether it changes it as a result of one conference getting two teams in, we haven't we haven't had that yet. And um, so, how does that happen, Bob? Because I thought that conference championships was one of the things that was a, a prime factor. Well, it is a, a prime factor, but we've got we've got f- five high visibility conferences and only four slots, and, and uh, Notre Dame also, and yeah. we've got Notre Dame in there, and uh, so and and occasionally we have a you know we have a, a, a non autonomy uh, team that has been on a roll. I mean, we had we had several teams in the American that were undefeated as of three weeks ago, so um, you know it's it's. Interesting to see the way it plays out. It's a zero-sum game, and uh, uh, it's, uh, it makes it exciting because every game is worth something. Would an eight-team playoff be preferable? Feasible? Uh, well, it wouldn't be preferable to me. Um, and and I, the only thing I would say is the, the four-team uh, playoff was a compromise in many ways. Uh, we wanted to strengthen September. We wanted to keep the regular season strong, and we wanted to keep the bowl system strong. The bowl system has been very good to college athletics and to college football, and um, and so um, it was. There were a lot of compromises that went into trying to get a playoff and trying to get it to four. Um, Though the things that were involved in those compromises haven't gone away. Uh, they're still there. And if you want to embed this in the bowl games, which, by the way, isn't the most lucrative model, it's uh, there are a number of other models that would be more financially uh, profitable. But if you want to embed it in the bowl games uh, and you go to eight, then all of a sudden your major bowl games, four of them are going to get played before Christmas. And but- the communities are just not going to you know, be excited about that. Bob, we're going to have to wrap it up because you've gone overtime for us, and we certainly appreciate that. But I want—I don't want you to get away without this opportunity presented to you of picking the Big 12 team you think is going to get in the playoff. <laughs> Kevin, I think this did, would be a politely declined time did, moment. Are you guys still there? Yeah, we're still on the air. <laughs> Bob, let me ask you this. Have these 20 minutes, what better could you have done with these 20 minutes of your life? I can't think of a single thing. And the fact is I was actually, in, a, in all honesty, I was multitasking during part of it. <laughs> Is that what you call yawning? Were you eating? Were you eating cookies? In addition to yawning, I was multitasking. (laughs) Bob, it's great to have you here. I want you to know you're my all-time favorite Big 12 commissioner, at least right up there with Steve Hatchell, who still talks to me. So that's to me, that's that's the qualifier. If you're still talking to me, you're my favorite. That's a very significant honor. I appreciate that. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, guys. Take care. Take care, Bob. So that was Bob Bowlesby. Uh, I thought he was pretty good on his answers. Pretty sharp guy. You guys like talking to him? 
I enjoyed it quite a bit. I was yeah. just a little disappointed he wouldn't go off the record. Yeah, isn't that terrible? Isn't that terrible? Listen, I, I think the thing about uh, Bob is that he he is very honest about his, if you go off the record with him, he is very honest about his league and about his team's chances and what they do. I do think, though, that the, the, the whole question of what they can do about beefing up non-conference schedules, he's reluctant to put the thumb down on these people, and I think you got to do that. You got to go. I'm not, I'm not, I'm listen, I, I, first of all, they hard they, to put they, the thumb down on 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 uh, you know ten teams. Well, th- there are. Well, you can you can pass a resolution here. This is what we're going to do. Uh, now, but what you got to get all the presidents to sign off on. Well, the now, now some of them are. Now, there are t- tougher teams coming for Baylor, even for for uh, Sacred Heart. Yeah, that's right. No, Incarnate there, Word. There are some. There are some. Uh, although they're still on the schedule, Incarnate Word is on Baylor's schedule. Oh, it was Incarnate Word. I had for, Sacred Heart. I'm for sorry. For 2020. I know uh, you. you, you but they do have some tougher teams. And, and, look, we're not asking them to play Ohio State every year. We're asking them to, to, to play. No, but Oklahoma went to Tennessee. They did. Well, now, and TCU which, went to Minnesota. Right. You know, and, and those are, those I, are I, good I like games. Oklahoma going to Tennessee a, a little better. I oh, think absolutely. That's I'll, a, I'll that's take TCU going to Minnesota. It's not like you have to play. Just play a play a competitive team from a from a Power 5 conference, from another Power 5 what, conference. What weight did he wrestle at? Do you know, Kevin? Uh, he's a big guy, so I would imagine he was Heavy? a heavyweight. Yeah, Ooh. sure he was. He's he's probably, I would say Bob goes about 6'3". I thought the most interesting thing for me was that he made, a, a, at least in his mind, a rather linear case for why a Big 12 team should jump a one-loss Notre Dame team. Yeah, I, I just I, I don't know that that flies with the committee. No, I don't think so either. But I will say this. But I, he does he he does have the championship. We'll, thing we'll for him. see what the rankings are. If Notre Dame drops out of that top four, which is certainly a possibility, I, I I'll be interested to see if the committee. Uh, look, we we've seen a team go from nine to five. That's what Iowa did. Now I went from from the from ninth, ninth ranked team to the fifth ranked. Is team. that is that is that going to be a movie? Not working. Oh, nine I nine. knew he was going uh-huh. there. So so they went from nine to five, and so Michigan State was ninth last week. Will they go to five? Uh, you know, yes, I think they. I think they could. I, I, I my personal ahead of uh, if they go to five, they're ahead of Oklahoma. Okay, and and uh, and I. But of course, it's always a possibility that they go all the way to four. You know, but that, four, that does Notre not Dame, matter. It, all all well, that matters there, there now be, is whether Notre Dame gets dropped. That's or not. what we say. But here's the thing: last year we we saw who what was the only dramatic drop for a team that didn't lose? T- TCU. TCU won by 52 points, and the next uh, it, it, before the last poll dropped to six. But the only reason that it, it, it the reason that Michigan State jumping over um, Oklahoma would not matter is because. Michigan State and Iowa will have a head-to-head meeting. One of those teams. Okay, is okay. Let me pose this to you, Mister Mister Logical. What if Michigan State beats Iowa in overtime by a single point? That would be Iowa's only loss to a, to a pretty good Michigan State team. Might there be two Big Ten teams in the Final Four? No, I think at that point at that point in time, sure, that's going to be really interesting. But I think that is when you get to the point lo- of Championship. A loss to Michigan State or a loss to the University of Texas? The whole thing is. I'll ask. Just answer that. Answer that. Answer. No, I'm not doing this yes, no, right, wrong thing you always like to do now. Wrong. Wrong. (laughs) It's like, that's crazy. No, here's the deal. It's just what Bob said a while ago. You can't lose your last game and then be in the playoff. You can't. On a fluke play. Uh, I don't care what it is. It was a fluke play that Michigan State Wait, lost Barry, to Nebraska. Add a few more disclaimers. Aliens. (laughs) Yes, right. Blow up the stadium. I'll, I'll say this. I think you're both. Wrong, wrong. I think that I think that Bob is is underrating Michigan State. I mean, those are impressive wins. You you beat Ohio State. That's an impressive win. 
Oh, if, or, uh, to and, me, if Michigan, I, I, the Big Ten champion, I think is in. Th- I think, there's no question. That I that's think true. the argument is, will look if, if if Notre Dame loses and a big and you've got an eleven and one Big Ten team, Big Twelve team, that team jumps Notre Dame. But if Notre Dame does not lose, does a Big Twelve champion jump Notre Dame? That's the question. I, I, I think, and then does it come down to that common opponent? Where Notre Dame played Texas on the very first week of the season, thirty-five and, to three, and Oklahoma played them in week what five? Yeah, well, it wasn't that late. But th- now listen, that, there was a, not enough difference for that to really to matter to me. There was I, not enough. There was a difference in quality. Of, oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm talking about the time. Difference. Okay, but 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 look, here's the thing: Notre Dame picked the worst time in the world to play a bad game against Boston College. They could have firmed up that fourth spot I would with, a, su- with, with a complete win. I would suggest that the worst time possible to play a bad game is in the championship yeah, game. Yeah, that might be. They're not going to have a championship game, though. See, that's the, the thing. Notre Dame has to make a case every week because they can't do it at the end of the year. Yeah, I, I'm, and, and I have long been a proponent. neither can the Big 12 by that line. But I've long been a proponent that, that everything, wherever possible, everything should be equal. Now you may not have ten team, you may not have twelve teams in your league, and may not qualify for a championship game at this point. But Notre Dame could join a league, and this, and the fact that it's not that it's too lucrative for them to stay outside, that's great. They can put all the money that they want in 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 their coffers. But to me, championships. But I, listen, I, I tell you what, the, my only problem with Bob's argument on that is that you don't have a championship game either. You have a championship. You have a champion. Well, you have a champion, but. And you've played every team in the league. You have played every team in the league, and that's and that's certainly a good thing. It's but, certainly a good thing to play Kansas every season. I'll say that's that. right. But because here's the deal on the Sagarin ratings, you know, make of those what you will. But they're they're pretty good. They've been around for a while. Notre Dame has the twenty so had the twenty fifth ranked toughest schedule in the country. Twenty five. There is not a team in the Big Twelve that had a schedule that tough. Where where's the top Big Twelve team? Do you know? I believe. Uh, I believe Notre Dame is like at, I'm not at Oklahoma is like 44th, something like that. So it's not not a bad schedule, but most of those teams are were, were uh, lower than that. Yeah, I, 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 it's going to be very interesting to see once because you, you're going to have an 11 and one Big 12 champion. I don't like this. Evan is leaning back. He looks like he's getting ready to start talking. We have to go. Why you got cookies? <laughs> are you going to are you going to ask us the yes no thing again? Go right, ahead. wrong. All right, Kevin, what's your prediction on Bedlam? <laughs> My wrong, pre- wrong. There you go. Well, well let's let's make, let me hear your prediction on Bedlam. Let's, let's make our predictions for this week. There's a little bit of, of a TCU Baylor game as well on Friday, right? Baylor, Baylor, Baylor. I'm going with Baylor too. Okay, so I we're see. all right. Three, right, right. Three for Baylor. Right. All right, and now for Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, which is in Stillwater, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Oklahoma is playing good football right now. Yes, Oklahoma, Oklahoma is going to win this oh. game. That means it, and, and that's the best case scenario for for the uh, the Big Twelve right now. If Oklahoma wins out, I think so. That's best case scenario. And Oklahoma wins and Baylor wins because then that Oklahoma win over Baylor last yes. week doesn't look as bad. Okay, or it looks the, the, even the, better. Yes, it looks even better. That's Let's correct. say goodbye, Kevin. Goodbye, Kevin. It's been a pleasure. <laughs>